I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Brought to you by Open Studio. That's right. That's right. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday to you, man. That's right. I love Tuesdays. I do. I like Tuesdays, too. It's yeah. kind of a chill day. Kind of chill. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to answer uh, a question. I know this is kind of an aggressive title that we have in there i gotta say i got i'm this is nothing i can win this question <laughs> this is neither. like it's no, 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 probably a bad career move no we're, we're to gonna turn this, this into a beautiful love fest if possible but this is peter versus adam the showdown and this is only because we were asked from glenn one of our listeners hey, killing I, me glenn you're killing me glenn <laughs> hey guys i'm curious if peter and adam would do a podcast about each of your strengths and weaknesses i.e who is better uh, more accurate faster at transcribing who's better at composing I haven't quite fleshed it out yet, and I'm not trying to start a competition. <laughs> well, clearly, this sounds clearly like... Clearly, here he is, yeah. <laughs> uh, just wondering uh, if it's a topic you've ever discussed and are willing to explore, share with us. It's a topic I don't really want to talk about, Glenn, I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, we've never really talked about this, but what we have talked about, and we might have... I think we've gotten into this a little bit on the podcast, and how I'd like to kind of maybe turn this into a little, kind of a negative into a positive, yeah, I think. Yeah, no, of course. Um, is sort of self-awareness yeah. and how important that is for our development as musicians, for our ongoing development, as especially, I think, as you get into the more, uh, shall we say, mature years yeah. of your development, which both of us are. Um, so if you want to... Now, look, some people with their playing are not really interested in continuing to develop, which no. is fine. But most musicians want to keep developing, which is great because this is something that we love to do. Yeah. So it's like cooking or something or, or I don't know, like beer, home brewing or something that you're passionate about. You're, you're usually not just like, let me just go with the status quo. I want to keep getting better. And I think having self-awareness and about what your skills are, your strengths, your weaknesses, can be one of the most effective ways to map out how you're going to improve. Yeah, I think being able to recognize your weaknesses is a, is a key indicator of how much you're going to be able to improve. You know, yeah. Being able to really focus in on those. But then I'll, I was thinking about this too after reading this question. It's like trying to recognize your own strengths can be valuable. You can really make some good artistic choices if you know what you are great at and yes. what how you can reach people right but that's almost more difficult than being able to recognize your weaknesses if you're honest you know absolutely what I mean? absolutely yeah i mean i think the weaknesses that in terms of the self-awareness always comes a little bit easy easier but the, the, the recognizing the strengths when you do that the important thing about it is not to just say okay i'm good at this let me just work on my weaknesses because a lot of times we want and it's natural i think for especially the creative side and the artistic side that it reflect really what our strengths are and that we want to continue to develop them, continue the maintenance of them and not just be like, oh, I've got that part of my playing together. I've, I've got good ears yeah. so I can ignore it. Yeah, of course, you don't have to spend as much time maybe in your practice routine on that, but don't ever just sort of take it for granted for sure and always kind of understand, you know, less so more. I, I think, you know, as we get older, the way I feel about it, it's less about um, – comparing yourself to others mm -hmm. as comparing yourself to where you are and where you want to be and Bingo. are you moving in that and I, and I would even say that as you get older and you get more experienced at, at this kind of stuff it starts to pull back even further where like I don't consider um, you know things that I'm not good at yet a weakness um, I, I mean I recognize that I have to work on those but really the weakness that I'm working on is what is it about um, you know, what kind of personality change can I make to be able to get to those things in my lifestyle, right? Like, like what, what, um, like one of your strengths is not 
obviously it's, it's a bunch of piano stuff, but the reason why you have that piano stuff is because you're incredibly meticulous and you're incredibly detail-oriented and you work super hard at it, you know what I mean? And, you, and you've you developed a personality where you can work those things out. That's the real strength. Like, your eighth note lines are a strength, but they're not, that's not like, the reason you got there is because of a personality strength. And I think the older you get, mm-hmm. you realize, like, those are the strengths and weaknesses that matter most, is, right. like, getting, you know, those those personality traits stronger that help you to develop as a musician and as a person. Yeah, I know I agree with that, and I would say too that those personality traits, you know, be they strengths, weaknesses, or oftentimes we're somewhere in the middle. Yeah, that we can affect change on ourselves when we get that self awareness, and it's important to not to be like, um, you know, well, I'm I'm a disorganized person, or I don't have good ears, or I don't like. If you tell yourself that enough, or if you're told that enough when you're young, you kind of accept that as as who you are. But we can all change ourselves. Now, we could, like, you know, there's certain things that are harder to change than others, and we don't want to spend as much energy. I, I'm a short man. I'm really going to work this next year on becoming taller. Be that's going to be tough yeah. at my age, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but that's actually not as much of a personality thing. So outside of the physical, you know, things, once we get into, you know, strengths or what we could perceive as weaknesses, we can turn a lot of those around, and we should. It's that's all right. about kind of balancing where we want to go as far as the promised land with what our art is. I think one interesting thing, and I was just thinking about this between you and I, um, we, I've learned a lot from, and I think that we can all learn and affect those kind of personality and, and that become musical traits from our friends or other people we admire. Totally. So like one thing from us working together the last few years, even pre you'll hear it, uh, was that I saw that you had a great ability to um, you know, tackle really interesting artistic projects and like take them to completion in a very like disciplined way you know whereas you know and so I kind of adopted some of that I didn't even necessarily think about it so much it was just something that I saw and I was like okay let me try that mm-hmm. and then and then that worked and, and as in before it was more about like everything has to be perfect and so I'm, or I'm not going to do it or I'm not going to finish it and I saw you doing a lot of projects that definitely weren't perfect <laughs> well I mean yeah, well not not only that they didn't necessarily need to be but but going into it if you thought can I get this to the level that I want to you would have maybe been discouraged and not done it yeah you ended up getting it to the level that was more than acceptable it was really good and so like I started I mean it's a little bit about like taking chances on different things and kind yeah, of yeah. diving into that and that kind of inspired me so I think you know, the, there's all different things. There's, yeah, there's like, what is your technique on this? What I mean, Jeff Keezer was in here. We were both like, wow. When he goes into his two-handed thing, Dude, it's yeah, like. it was ridiculous. It's amazing. Like, obviously, he's way better than almost anybody alive at doing that. But there's also a bigger, I mean, that's like just one facet of him. Right. He's not a one-trick pony. And, you know, your ability to write for a lot of different ensembles in a, in a super interesting way where you are able to channel your, your own voice in a very authentic way, you know, is one of your big strengths that I see. But it's not the only thing that you do. And it also doesn't only manifest itself on those projects. Like, I hear that in your playing as a, just a straight jazz trio player too mm-hmm. it's yeah. part of you, you yeah know? yeah yeah and it's something that makes your style so great and so interesting oh thanks man yeah yeah i i agree that it's like those those things that you can notice in other people um you know i mean i always tell the story about you that like uh you know the first time i went to your office when like you had this office upstairs here and you had charts that were like pretty well organized Mm -hmm. and we had done a couple gigs where you had sat in with my band the 442s and you had those charts like filed away under the 442s and i was like 
oh man, yeah. like he's ready to go for the next gig. And that to me like spoke uh, uh, like it was a aha moment of like, oh shit, like I gotta get organized <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, of like, you know, that's why Peter Martin is Peter Martin because he's that has that level of detail covered. So I got cares. that account at the Office Depot. That's <laughs> what makes me me, man. <laughs> but you had that you had that level of organization that I didn't have, and that now, like the last couple of years, like that's what I have been working towards is to like getting myself organized in in all regards that it's not just random that yeah. you know you have this level of quality, right? Well, and I think that that goes, yeah, that goes along with that self-awareness thing because when we're younger, we can get away, not only can we get away with kind of just the brute strength of our talent or, and our energy and stuff, but we also don't actually know enough about ourselves yet. I mean, yeah, it's good to be organized when you're younger too, but we don't really have that much to be organized no, with, yeah. you know what I mean? It's true. Because we don't have all of our thoughts complete, and I think that you hit that stage and you know i did too really not that that long ago either it wasn't i mean you might have seen that at you know at that time but we start to get to the point where we're like okay life's ticking along here like what what like what how, what a change do we want to have on on the world yeah you know from our little place behind the piano or where, whatever it is like how do we do that and when you have you know some big ideas not even like grandiose i'm going to go to mars or anything like that but just you know, the kind of things that we both are doing together yeah. and individually and just mainly artistically in terms of our playing, like what we want to be able to get up and do on a gig, then it's like you start to reverse engineer and say, okay, yeah. how do I organize things? And so for me, it's like, I remember going through this period where I was like, okay, I've got gigs, I can get gigs, but I want to do gigs with people that I want to play with. I want, I'm, I'm confident and I have enough self-awareness to know what makes me happy musically and know that that's probably going to be good for my playing yeah. and certainly for my psyche and my, my, my spirit and everything. So it's like those people, I started organizing the music. I'm like, if the 442 is called, I want to be ready to go, have the music, be able to like do that. I mean, believe me, there was a bunch oh, of scattered music you didn't see from people that I, that I wasn't interested. <laughs> well, no, now, now I know you better. There's this sheet music everywhere. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but it is like, you know, you just, you want to start organizing your life. And I think, you know, we both have different routines, but we have some similarities in terms of how, what we work on in our practice. Because I think both of us don't feel like we have enough you know, the optimal amount of time to practice is kind of all day. Yeah. Where you just play and then you kind of chill. Oh, man. And, like, look out the window and then come back and play and just kind of chill and, like, work on things in such an organic flow. It's funny how quickly you start taking for granted those, those remember those, like, six, eight-hour sessions when you're a kid? Yeah. And you're just working and, like, man, what I wouldn't give to have that. Right. You know right. what I mean? And yeah. you just don't. Life happens and you just can't. Yeah. But this is why I think it's important to, you know, why you've developed and then, you know, me sort of following your lead of, of these systems, right, of, like, organization, of, of your practice routine, of your writing, of your professional life, you know, of having the charts for the different gigs and being prepared as much as possible. I mean, that all starts adding up to, you know, a very, very world-class level of, of person and musician that, you know, you we're always striving to be, I think, you know, it's, this is part of it, man. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I've been around some people that I really admired and, and looked up to at the time and still do, and are like truly world-class and like one that's just popping my mind now is um, Sir Simon Rattle, the, the, the great conductor, who oh, yeah. formerly of the Berlin Philharmonic. Now I think he's back oh, in the UK. He's got some great, some great memes on YouTube of him just like, <laughs> man, looking oh, crazy. Yeah, he's, got, yeah. he's got like the, uh, he's cool, the Ari Honig. Like, yeah, he's, he's got the, the Ari Honig, Honig of totally. conductors. He's cool, man. He's a great conductor. Oh, he's a great conductor, yeah. great appreciator, and, and really very deep knowledge of the jazz world. But the one time that I worked with him, he came into the kind of talk through before the rehearsal, 
and he had our charts and one of them was an arrangement that I did. Mm -hmm. Like he had made little notes. This is just like what I would consider a hack arrangement. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not if you go to a community orchestra or even like a mid-level orchestra is pretty good. But this is the Berlin Philharmonic. Right. This is Simon Rattle. The fact that he's even having to spend time like looking at my notes. But he treated it like he had it in his folder. He came in there and he knew it. That's why he he's was Simon like, Rattle. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm like, he could get away with like, let me have my sister. Or really, he could just show up at the rehearsal. And just beat, and it would be fine. Sure, but I mean, he's pro. He's yeah. pro, and so that those little things all started to add up. Where I was like, let me get my beep together yeah. and really treat things of, of that I want to be part of. And and anything that I agree to do, I'm going to treat it that way. What I've gotten better at is if it's something I'm not interested, in, I'm not going to go in and just have something. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, you know. And um, so yeah. In terms of okay, we didn't quite answer the question. I, know, turn, like, I told you it's going to turn into a love fest. Well, yeah, that, that, that's, I, that's how it is. You know? As far as like specific things, it's like I mean, obviously, you know, Peter Martin is Peter Martin is like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to compete <laughs> with the with the piano playing. And then like you know, I think all the transcribing is that's like yeah, I think we're both pretty yeah, pr we, we're both pretty good. I mean, you have really good ears. Um, I you, mean. I think everybody, at, at, when you get to a certain level, has the same kind. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how you could be really great Who's at better composer. We should get Mozart and Bach. Who's better? Who's better <laughs> at composing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, this is this is crap. Forget this. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to flesh it out today, Glenn. Sorry, you know, buddy. I would say one thing that's 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 interesting, and I don't know that we've ever talked about that. I'll just say this in terms of competition between pianists. Um, because somebody that we both know, I won't call him out, just told me the other day at Boston, he's like, man, and this is a young, really good young oh, pianist yeah. <laughs> who used to always be like, Peter, you're the greatest piano player in the world. And now he's up in Boston and he, <laughs> he described me, he's like, yeah, Peter, you're like the best piano player in the Midwest. Like I'm going down fast. So the more he tries, once he gets to Chicago, he's going to be like, you're the best in Missouri. And then it's, you know, but I mean, I, I really think that you know, one of the great things about us working together, and certainly the, the, you guys hear the the rapport that we have on you'll hear it is very indicative of our actual friendship and musical relationship and kind of our views. Yeah. But also part of the reason that I brought you into the open studio fold in the beginning was that I really saw a, a nice sort of dovetailing of um, our personalities and our skills that that really go a lot deeper than just we're both pianists, so there's going to be a clash. Yeah, you know, yeah. first and foremost, we're both musicians. Yeah. And that's what really this is about. We both have that connection, of course, with p as pianists and, and, you know, composition and arranging a lot of the things that go together with pianists. But I'm a big believer in bringing together people that, you know, don't have the exact same musical vision, mm -hmm. but, but kind of have the same philosophy mm -hmm. about music, you know, a passion for music. It's almost better if you don't have the exact same vision because you fill in so many of the gaps that I don't have and I fill in some of the gaps that you don't have. That's true. And so that as we've been working on the open studio project and stuff, I think that we really have, a, and, and that was the, the whole reason for bringing in Jeff Keezer as well, is like, you know, I mean, in a lot of ways, I've been competing against him since I was a teenager. I remember hearing about him as, and yeah. we're about the same age, and right. like we're both from the Midwest, and then I remember he got the Art Blakey gig. I was like, oh, that was supposed to be my gig. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, the Ray Brown gig, he got, I was like, oh. And then he <laughs> left, and Ray Brown called me. I was like, ah. But then Keezer decided to come back and You're stole like, it back. Yeah, yeah, Keys. You know? um, but then as you get older, it's really not. Um, but now who's cutting who checks, man? <laughs> yeah, right. That would, be, that would be great. But I mean, you know, and now it's like we've played on so many of the same gigs at different times i mean i call him to sub yeah. for diane Reeves, and he does an amazing job and 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 you know we've we've both done a lot of gigs at, at different we've even done some gigs at the same time while i was playing piano and he was playing like keyboards oh stuff. that's great yeah 
and so it's it's really one love in terms of especially in the piano world. It is. There's something about the the, the you know we talked about the piano personality before. Yeah. I think it's just because it's like it's there's so much responsibility. It's so hard, and there's you know to be like to cut someone who's who you know is working towards the same musical goals as you it, it doesn't make sense right right so cool, cool. well glenn sorry <laughs> didn't might not have got the, the answer you <laughs> were hoping for well yeah. we'll have a we'll have a spicy day someday probably yeah, or yeah, feel yeah. a little like, like we're feeling a little pissed off with each other yeah, exactly yeah all right so it's tuesday and yesterday we were saying um you were asking about ratings and reviews why don't you kind of tell the people how that process works while i look up and see what see what's been happening. Well, the process works like this: you go to <laughs> iTunes, you Bam. go to the podcast, step one, you go to Apple step Podcast, <laughs> yeah, and then you find the "You'll Hear It" podcast. You yep. give us a seven to ten and a half star rating. Ooh, I like which that. Those are impossible, but you'll see what happens when you do it. Minimum seven. Is Minimum what you're seven saying. star rating, and so then, seven is like meh. Yeah. Well, yeah. what you do is you give us because you can only give five technically on the stars. You give five. Are we sure about that? Did we check? Remember, we sent an email to Apple asking them, "Could we break the system? Can no. we push it?" And what did we receive? I received a letter of uh, from Steve Jobs' ghost <laughs> saying that's not how I designed it. Okay, got it. And uh, no, no. Uh, so, yeah, leave us five stars and then, like, additional stars in your review, which you write next to the stars. Got it, got it. Okay, and speaking of that, and then, so, yeah, the, the rating is kind of your entry point. We love you for that. Thank you. But then the review... You know, fleshing out a little review is even better because we, we get to, you know, get a little feedback, positive or negative. It's all good. Positive we don't edit negative. this. We don't control. So three days ago, we got uh, a five-star review. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, this is from Al, Al Trucker 6 from the USA. Al Trucker 6. Um, and the title is, Great Way to Start the Day! Exclamation point. Um, I'm a recent subscriber, but listening every morning really sets my mind in a musical and creative direction for the day ahead. I really enjoy how you guys convey a lot of experience and useful info on a universally relatable level. If you could consider doing a pod on the different kinds of jazz scenes around the state's world, that'd be sweet. Keep up the great work. All right. Haven't we done something? I feel like we, we did, did something like clubs or venues. Oh, or maybe something. that was it. Maybe not the scene. That actually might be cool. That would be fun. I don't know how much we know. You know, about. scenes are. F we will do it later. But scenes yeah. are f scenes are fun to talk about. Yep, yep. So that's one, and then maybe tomorrow I'll give you another one because we had another one this week. Right on. So thank you guys. Keep the questions, the ratings, the reviews up. You can go to you'llhearit.com to leave us a voice memo or um, comment there. And um, you can hit us up on Twitter. We've been getting some tweets. Have hey, you been seeing Open that? Studio. Hey, hey, at hey. hey, Open Studio. We'd love to see you and continue the conversation there. Yeah. And I guess until tomorrow, you'll hear it. Yeah.